The Ryan and Russ Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Russ Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching The Ryan and Russ Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you in to another edition of the Ryan and Russ Show, your source for West Virginia sports. Ryan, it's a gross rainy day here in Morgantown, but we couldn't be more excited. The West Virginia Mountaineers beat the University of Central Florida. Very, very golden shiny nights, uh, 41 to 28 down in Orlando. Uh, a game that went back and forth for a while. Trust me, we were at the edge of our seats for a little bit, but the Mountaineers took over at the end, which felt good. Uh, what what are your uh, what were your keys in all of this? What are your thoughts uh, on this beautiful victory Monday, Ryan? Uh, victory Monday is sweet. I mean, it beats misery Monday, I guess is the other alternative. But uh, yeah, got back to kind of playing our brand of football, and when we play our brand of football, and we we run the ball right there, your throw, play solid defense, opportunistic on the defensive side with the turnovers, hard to beat. And I think we've proven that multiple times. That's three straight victories as an underdog outright. So always good to win when you're an underdog. And uh, that that line was disrespectful. <laughs> I, I know we kept talking about that on the show leading up to it. But I, I, I like the matchup going into it. I thought we could really run the football. Talked about being able to run the ball for potentially 300 yards. Well, we only got 290, so we just missed it by 10 yards. But hey, you called it right. Almost, almost three hundred yards uh, passing, just short of what were we at one sixty four throwing the ball. Here, here's what I know between the two stats: the one person, Garrett Green, and I don't want to say the one person. Obviously, solid offensive line that's been banged up. Um, great, good job by the running backs for the game. CJ Donaldson. It was nice to see him stepped up, had a game that he needed to have. It's been a while since then. But Garrett Green, we were tweeting about it, Ryan. We were talking about that guy is a baller. Uh, I, I, I think the people that uh, predicted him at 14th and 69th in all of uh, football, <laughs> I, I, I think they need a formal apology out there because that was disrespectful. I'll tell you what, we have this guy another year, another two. He's, we were, a lot of the concern right going into the season was making sure we gave Nico some time just in case that Nico ends up being the guy and we need him down the road and, you know, talk a couple years. And, and I, I get that. I understand where people were coming from. But, you know, injury, injury aside, Garrett Green's our guy, ride or die. That guy is a baller. He, he needs to be out there. He's a dual threat quarterback. He's kind of what Plumlee was going to be this year or what we thought he was going to be this year, but it ends up being Garrett Green. Plumlee, not a bad quarterback. Obviously, this, this Central Florida team is not the team we thought they were going to be going into the season. Um, you know, uh, not as strong. We, we were kind of saying, hey, maybe it's Plumlee being out. Plumlee's back and maybe, yeah, he's not at a hundred percent, but they're, they're, they're struggling getting into this big 12. And I think because of that, a lot of people have been saying, Hey, like, you know, we shouldn't be so high because of this. No, this was a great win, but going back to what I originally brought up in this point, and we'll, we'll dissect this one coming up is shout out to Garrett green. Just shout out to him. He, he does it all, Ryan. He's a one trick pony. 
Well, and I thought I, – I was concerned, man. When he got rolled up there midway through the second quarter, I was like, you got to be kidding me. I thought I thought he was going to be out for the year with, with the way it looked on TV. I was I, I was I was scared to death with the way the replay showed it, and I, obviously he's had the ankle injury. He missed um, the Texas Tech game. He he couldn't mm. finish the pick game. So initially I thought it was an ankle. Then the replay made it almost look like a knee. Um, but I mean the fact that he came back in the game even stronger and and was even initiating more contact. I mean the guy the guy the guy's a badass. There's there's no other way to describe him. I mean he just competes his absolute tail off. And I think all the limitations of he's not the he doesn't have the strongest arm. He's not the most accurate passer. He's a little bit undersized. He makes up for all that and much more with what's inside here. And I'm pointing my heart. I know I'm kind of cut off, but uh, he's got all the intangibles of being a great leader. And you can just tell he's the heartbeat of this team. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he brings the energy that those guys follow in his footsteps. And I, I, I like having him on our side. I can tell you what, there's not many quarterbacks in the big 12 that I would take over him right now, including the guys at, at the, at the, "Quote unquote blue blood programs." Yeah, and we have Mountaineer Paul in the chat. What's up, Mountaineer Paul? He's making his. Paul. I was wrong about uh, Garrett Green video today. Uh, go check that out when he releases it. But Paul, we'll we'll at least say this, and I know you knew this. He wasn't the 69th FBS quarterback. He wasn't 14th <laughs> yeah. in the Big 12. Like even I know you were a big Nico guy, and Nico, he obviously he pulled his weight this year. He he was great when he he stepped up. But we even know, like, maybe you were wrong about who should have been the starter, but we know that everyone here uh, in Mountaineer Nation knew that he was being heavily disrespected there. So another, we want to make another quick announcement, actually, uh, actually, while we have Mountaineer Paul in the chat. Um, November, what is it, 9th? Thursday, November 9th. Yeah. A lot. Uh, we'll be doing a big Twitter space. Um, go check it out. We were retweeting it on the Ryan and Russ show with a bunch of the, the West Virginia personalities media around here talking about this football team. It'll be a great Twitter space and we're really looking forward to it. So that's next week to come. Um, Ryan also want to, obviously when, when there's a great quarterback or a great quarterback doing uh, great things, you know, you got to give a shout out to who's on the other side of those, obviously brought it up a little earlier. CJ Donaldson kind of disappeared for a couple games. Wasn't sure if he was injured. Wasn't sure if his head was right. You know, sometimes you just have a couple bad games happen. We, we've all played Little League Baseball and went through our slumps. So it happens on the professional and college level as well. Good to see him back in action, especially with him being out most of last year. A lot of the questions were, was he going to be able to pick it back up this year? And it looked like he picked it back up and looking forward to seeing what he's able to do against BYU. And also want to give out a shout out to Devin Carter. He's really establishing himself as this number one receiver like we thought he was going to be. Uh, a couple games into the season. And I know you're figuring things out on all sides of the ball, but especially offense and seeing what you have kind of looked like, and I know he's a tight end, but we said, Hey, it's going to be Cole Taylor is your, is your best receiver out there, which Cole Taylor has been a staple. He's done a really good job. And Devin Carter, a couple of those games, especially what was it? The one, I think it was Texas tech with Nico. We know it was kind of rainy day. He's kind of going through tough times, Um, you know, dropped it, which ended up being an interception, but he's come back. He's come back on strong. Those two offensive weapons are great to have. Um, yeah, Paul says, yeah, I was upset with him being 69th. Uh, I think Neil deserves at least 50% of the credit. He's scheming it up right now. Yeah, Gary, Gary Green looks good. And, of course, Neil, there's never been um, an issue with Neil Brown's and the X's and O's. Uh, well, you know, this was a good game for Neil Brown. Not, not a lot of shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, we won the turnover battle four. 
to one, which was my key to victory. You got to win by at least two. But Ryan, it's shifting it back to you now. Uh, we'll get to the defense here in one second. But this offense is looking like a solid and, and, and complete unit out there. It, they're they're really they're really looking good and really looking in sync. Yeah. What what is this? Three straight games, uh, thirty plus points, basically averaging almost forty points a game. And it, and it's crazy to look back because. I was sitting there midway through the third quarter and we, we were hitting explosive play after explosive play. And I'm like, what happened to the offense? That was just like game manager. Let's grind this thing out. 20 to 17. I said, this team is completely flipped in. And it was ever since Garrett green came back off that ankle injury. And they just, I mean, and, and in regards to CJ Donaldson, the, the, the good old bench guy sent the message. They started Justin jo- Johnson at, to start the game, but obviously Donaldson got the bulk of the carries, 17 for 121. But, hey, the little bench, uh, Hugs always said, that bench is the best motivator out there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he came in strong, seven yards of carry. And how good is Gene White going to be? We keep talking about it. we got to find ways to get him more touches. Nine carries, almost 90 yards, nine and a half yards of carry. The team, And then Garrett Green, of course, is going to get five yards of carry as well. Like I said, finished with 50 carries for almost 290 you're going to win a lot of football games with that stat line. So this offense is, is really playing better and better. And I, I thought that the defense was opportunistic as well. Yeah. So let, we'll shift a little bit to the defense and kind of talking about, as we joke, not shooting ourselves in the foot, not beating ourselves. Right, Ryan? And that was a classic example um, on, on Saturday of not beating yourself, right? UCF hung in for a bit. We were in their territory. We knew they would. It, it was it was a shootout for 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 a little while, but the, the what happens is is what you see when you only have four penalties for thirty five yards when you're not doing you know you're I guess you're allowed one hook and ladder that fumbles it and turns it over, but let, let's also not we don't need to bring that into next game. I get the element of surprise, but maybe let's let's do that at the right time. Uh, but you're you're doing smart things, and hey, it was a tough day for the defense. We know what's going on injury wise. But also, while I'm not down about the defense, there were some tough things. Is they they stood up when it mattered when it when it came down to hey we need a couple solid turnovers or stops here defense they 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 they, they stepped up and they did it Ryan so it it shows that hey maybe this is a grinded out game maybe this is a game we're gonna have to make adjustments maybe it's gonna take us to the second half to pull away what like we need to do but if we're doing the right things. And, and, and figuring it out along the way, Neil Brown's making his adjustments, then the score reflects what really the who the dominant team was in, in this game when it ends up being a, was it, 13-point game. And, and that's probably about right, the score-wise, is we were a 13-point better team th- than UCF. Now, I think this also, Ryan, plays into how do we need to be strategic on offense. And obviously, there is that whatever's working, you know, do it. But... There's also this Garrett Green has shown that he can whip the ball around. We've also shown that we can grind out and, and, and run the ball around as well. And I think because of how our defense is right now, concerns with the secondary, concerns with injuries, figuring it out together as a unit, trying to keep them off the field, not extend drives. We basically have to, in a way, play our offense off of how our defense is. Yep. And and that's kind of a reverse from how the season started. Yeah, no, I, and we we kind of talked about that on the preview that we just 
we, we, we got to get back to running the football even more. And I know that we were hitting big chunk plays in the passing game, but just being able to grind games out on the ground keeps your defense off the field. It sends drives, creates those 10 to 15 play drives that that really, that really sucks the life out of the other team. When you can't stop the run and you're getting run on four, five, six yards of carry, that's the most deflating feeling on the football field. When you, you're helpless, if you can't stop the run, you're done. And, uh, I, I thought our defense, like you said, did a good job of standing up. I thought we finally got a little bit of a break. We got a lucky interception there where the UCF guy basically kicks the ball straight up in the air for uh, Beanie Bishop. We'll count that as uh, evening out with the Houston one where Jalen Anderson drops it in his chest. So they it evened out a little bit, and we finally were on the right side of a couple breaks in this game. But I, I you knew that they, eventually it was going to break our way in terms of the uh, – Bad breaks evening out. So, uh, but yeah, no, our offense has to continue to almost dominate two to one time of possession. Mm-hmm. I I think that's the formula for this team. We've seen it in the TCU game, in the Texas Tech game, the Pitt game, and now the UCF game. I like being able to throw the ball when we got to throw the ball, but you still got to stick with your bread and butter, and that's pounding the rock with these talented running backs, Donaldson, Jaheim White's coming along, like we said. Um, and, and honestly, the, the receivers as well in, in the rushing attack. Uh, Roddy Gallagher had a couple big runs. He had a, he I think an 11-yard run. So just getting different ways. And then Green, obviously, running the football. So got to continue to suck the life out of the ball, as they say. Yeah, and I think with that, right, is both running, and you do them cor- correctly, running and passing the ball obviously complement each other, right? Because if you're running the ball well, they have to stack the box, they have to bring guys up, and then it opens up the passing game and vice versa. If the defense knows that, hey, Garrett Green can just start uh, whipping it off any time he, he wants or when it's set up, you know, it causes him to be back a little bit too. So knowing that Garrett Green is truly that dual threat quarterback that we we were hoping for we knew he had it in him but actually now showing throughout the season that yes he he is this great capable dynamic college quarterback it really complements both sides of the ball whereas the concern to start the season was okay our our, our best unit is our line it's our it's our running backs but they're going to be those games what we saw with Houston we're just running the ball's not going to work are we going to be able to adjust Yep. And we, and so so that's great. So that really dictates and opens up these uh, the the offensive side of the ball, really inserting their will. And we look at the rest of the schedule, Ryan. The biggest game that, that I guess maybe the most concerning game on our schedule, but we both believe is a very winnable game too. We saw it last time Garrett Green was in Norman. Is that Oklahoma game? But this is we'll, we'll put that game to the side. The other four games. Very winnable games that, that we can do well in. And I, I think if we bring that to Norman as well, who knows? Maybe we whip it off at the end here. But it, it, it's it's amazing. I, I think we talk about it, right, is good is the enemy of great. And I think because of the position Neil Brown's in and the position some of these players in, they want to prove they're great. And and maybe. The verdict's still out there. We'll see. Time will tell on if you're great. Because we overuse that word great a lot. But mm-hmm. sometimes just doing the right things, just just doing what you're supposed to do, taking it one play at a time, and just every man doing their job, do your job right, and, ju- and doing it well, just doing it, just doing it good, shows that you can have great results, right? Don't try to overdo it, and I think that's what this UCF game was: is is hey, we, we, we're we're solid almost across all ways. 
So, so let's, let's do it. And it did. And that you get a 41 to 28 result because of it. Yeah. The, the old, uh, Belichick and, and Saban saying, do your job, uh, block who you're supposed to block, tackle who you're supposed to block or tackle who you're supposed to tackle in the open field. And if the ball's thrown to you, catch the ball. So, I mean, it's a simple game, block it and tackle it. That's what Don Nealon told us when we interviewed him this summer, you know, they can do all this misdirection stuff. They can do all this motion, but the game still comes down to blocking and tackling. So that, that, that's the fundamentals of the game still. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I think this team has found something these last couple games and every game is going to be winnable. Mm-hmm. Every single game is going to be winnable. We saw Oklahoma is not as good as what the record was. And, mm-hmm. and, Arguably, Oklahoma State's the best team in the league right now, and and we went toe to toe with them last week. So a lot of games to be had. Now, now here's the other thing: we got a big win as an underdog. Can we transition over now as a favorite against BYU? Build off of that success. Don't get comfortable and find a way to win a football game where we're favored for a change and expected to win. Yeah, and and that's the question. We'll have behind enemy lines tomorrow. Uh, as of now, we have Big 12 Mafia coming on. Does a great job covering BYU football. Um, and it'll be really interesting to to get to know this team because it is. I think this is the one, Ryan, because we talk about the the other games that we were favored in, right? It's the Houston and Oklahoma State games. And we know what happened with Oklahoma State. We know what happened with Houston, of course. But two winnable games where you could have been favored. I think this is the one, especially BYU coming all the way from Provo, um, struggled in Austin, a team that doesn't, I mean, we'll get to know this team more, but a team that really doesn't have a dynamic running game struggles at offensive line. And we know we want to give it to Slovis. We, we owe him one. So I think I'm not as concerned as us being the favorite and having still having that underdog mentality, um, this coming weekend as I did against Houston and Oklahoma state. Now, of course, with that being said, you can't rest on your laurels. You got to do the right things, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to harp on that all, all week here. But I think, I think we're in a really good position, Ryan. I think we, you know, it'd be nice to at least have maybe the Houston or Oklahoma state, but mark my words too. This is what makes me feel good is this has a weird way of coming back around and watch these next five games that we have left. Yeah. One of them we're going to get, this is my bold prediction, right? We talk, One of them we're going to get that we had absolutely no business getting. And that'll, that'll make up for, for obviously one of these losses, but might be that game this is a good, yeah, might be. And I'll, I'll take that. Trust me. Trust me. Uh, but I, we're, we're in a really good position, Ryan, to, to, to do, to finish off the season strong, to get a decent ball game. I mean, hey, the way the Big 12 is and basically every team being somewhat of the same in some variation or another, it, it's probably, I mean, it's going to take a lot, don't get me wrong, but Dallas is still very doable. Maybe not very doable, it's doable. But yeah, it needs it, some it's, help. we're still in the thick of things. Of course we need help. We can't rely on that, but do a couple. You win a game you're not supposed to. Weirder things have happened, Ryan. Absolutely. And I think you also got to take a step back for everybody that was really down these last couple of weeks. And I mean, I, I'll admit it. I was down the Monday after Oklahoma State because that felt like a game. I, w- I was more down after Oklahoma State than Houston. I, I expected weird things to the Houston game with the Dana factor. But Oklahoma State, I felt like we, that, that was our game. We were up four, about to get the ball. But anyway, I digress. Uh, 
I mean, you just you 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 see it. Like the, these teams are not that. There's the margin of error is so small in this league, and I mean, all you got to do is be on the right side of a couple of these good bounces, and next thing you know, you got a winning streak. And these teams are going to continue to lose in this league. So, and 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 the point I was making before I kind of went down a rabbit hole with Houston and Oklahoma State was we hit the over under win total for the season before yeah. November first. When you really take a step back, that that's an accomplishment. I mean, I it know is. it was disrespectful that it was four and a half, just like Garrett Green being 69th uh, rated quarterback among all the power fives is disrespectful. But, I mean, to have the opportunity to clinch a bowl game on the first Saturday in November, that's that's a good season, obviously, with three game or four games to go after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when, obviously, you look at the losses, even Penn State, you realize, wow, this even the losses really – haven't been yeah. that bad either. Well, they've hurt. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But but they haven't been that e- bad either. Um, something want to talk about too. A couple more notes to end on Ryan is hey, I liked we we started with the ball against UCF, went right down, scored a touchdown. We 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 show that we can start the game, have a good script, go down, score, go up seven nothing. I know they responded, but even they responded, we we still did good things, obviously. But then we also showed, for example, the TCU game is you can get down and then respond that way and. This, this team has shown and proved that they can kind of be in any position, even down two possessions in the fourth quarter, bring up Houston, and still be in a position to win this game. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball and stuff. I think the real Achilles heel, and I don't even like to call it that because of how strong and dominant they were to start. Maybe I guess I mean Achilles heel more from an injury standpoint and trying to get things right is, is keeping our defense, getting our secondary right. But, hey, this is this is actually a great game. For our secondary against BYU to you know step up in our defense to show what they're capable of, especially when you don't have to be as concerned about the run. Obviously, you don't want to be tricked up by the run. I mean, they you know that, that doesn't need to be the game where they decide to run all of a sudden. But this this can I think this UCF game was hey let's get some turnovers on defense. Realize we can step up when we need to as a defensive unit. And I think what we're headed to from a defensive side this coming week is now let's let's step up whole game as a unit get right right before we have to go to norman so every opportunity is there for this team got to stay healthy of course that's something that we can't control it is the war of attrition but i'm really really happy and satisfied where we are as a as a whole team ryan special teams even stepped up and and did better this time too so we keep playing like we we do and we know that we're capable of and how we play most of the time 75 percent, 80 of the time 80 percent of the time we're, we're going to do great these last five games. Yeah. Yep. The four, last four games. But we're, we're five and three now. Well, I keep I, saying I'm, five. I, miss, I, I misspoke and said we had four games after Oklahoma. It's only three. So it, the end I, comes quickly in college football. The season is not that long. Only 12 games. So, yeah, after this, mm-hmm. uh, after this, after BYU. Wow, we, we have the month of November left. I've been yeah. saying five games all up. Is, I think part of – well. I'm saying five because we got a bowl. Obviously, we're going yeah. bowl. We're gonna yeah. go, we're we're gonna win this weekend and go bowling. So you know we're incorporating the bowl schedule in. It's nuts. We're down to it. Month of November left, and this is where it begins. Right Two time. Left. Yeah. Yep. We're we're right where we need to be going into the month. So we got to keep it rolling. No steps back. BYU is a great a great way to keep it going in in time for uh, Norman in Oklahoma, and they got their own game ahead with Bedlam too. So hey, they're they're going to be distracted as well. Maybe we catch them um coming off at the right time but of course you've got to focus on the byu game first but 
hey, this this was a great UCF game. It's good to right back on track. It's good to be on track. Really happy with this team. So let's let's continue to get it. Yep, got that bad taste out of the mouth. Now time to go on a little run here in November. Absolutely. Uh, we love you all. Just a quick reminder before we head out this morning, we had Alex Ruoff. We're doing our preseason basketball series. He was on the episode. So go check that out uh, on YouTube. If you haven't yet, of course, uh, we have all our audios, podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, uh, we have Damar Johnson coming up, the newly one of the new assistant coaches. I keep wanting to say the new assistant coach because I'm used yeah. to last year when he came in, Ryan. But then I realized, oh, wait, everyone's a new assistant coach basically with this team. So when I kind of slip up in the interview, you all know what I'll, what I'll really be talking about. Um, so he's tomorrow hoping to get the rest of the guys this week as our preseason basketball series continues. And again, it's the month of November, perfect time yep. for the intersection of football and basketball and all the fun ahead. Um, but again, we love you all great in a great football position. We'll get our basketball team going too here, starting up soon. Um, and let's go Mountaineers beat BYU. Let's go Mountaineers. See you guys.